0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!
0: This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys brand. that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app.
2: Welcome to a special, very special edition of Hanging with the Talking Cowboys Break. I am Shannon Gross, host of Hanging with the Boys. I am joined by Rob Phillips from Talking Cowboys, Isaiah Stanbeck, former Dallas Cowboy of Talking Cowboys, and Nick Eatman from The Break. How are we doing today, fellas?
3: What's up, (laughs) Jared? Lovely, lovely.
2: Good man. So we, 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 we got together. Nick called me today and said, "Man, that was such a hell of a first round of the draft. Some people's jaws are still on the floor. Some people are really pumped. Some people are in disbelief that they didn't go defense. We need to talk about this. Let's get a show together." and i was like let's do it man so rob we pulled you and isaiah in isaiah you uh, i'm interested to get your thoughts on going with a wide receiver in the first round when you absolutely 100% <laughs> needed defense and everybody thought you were going defense but when you gave a guy and and steven said it last night after the after the show after the draft They had this guy at number six on their board. When he falls to number 17, you got to go with him, right?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, no, those guys didn't have a choice, man. As much as all of Cowboy Nation recognized that we needed defense and we needed to take care of of everything, all the opportunities that were presented in front of us on that side of the ball, when somebody like that falls into your lap and you have an opportunity to solidify your offense, you just can't miss on it.
2: Rob, what were your? I know you were you were watching the broadcast last night. You were watching you know the Cowboys' live draft show and seeing how everything was playing out. What what did you think whenever the pick came down from the Cowboys?
1: Well, like everybody, I was surprised. I mean, we had a Fox Sports Southwest taping earlier in the day and we talked wide receivers. And I think out of my mouth was, "Well, we don't need to worry about Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, he's great and all, but he's <laughs> he's going to be in the top twelve picks." And when it didn't happen, you know. Like Isaiah said, you gotta take your best value, especially when it's that high of a value. And to me, it's you know, a lot of times in the draft, the safe pick isn't always the sexy pick. You know, in twenty fourteen, Zach Martin wasn't a splashy draft pick. Now he turned out to be by far the right pick over Johnny Football. But the Cowboys in this instance, they got they got both. They made a splashy pick and they made the, the safest pick. Although to Isaiah's point you know, th- they need to look at defense now going forward in the draft, whether it's a corner, whether it's a safety, whether it's a defensive lineman. Uh, they need to address that. Uh, but I do think it does feel somewhat of a need for them. I know Nick wrote a column about best player available. He's exactly right. But wide receiver, to some extent, maybe top three or four uh, needs that they had, and they addressed it early.
2: You Nick, know, you Rob, were uh, – you... go ahead,
3: go Nick. Ahead. Well, I was I just, just going to say you were
1: right.
2: You were right in the middle of of talking to Demarcus Ware and Jamie Fox on our live draft show last <laughs> night when the pick came down, and uh, you got to talk to him a little bit after. What What did you think when all that was going down?
3: Well, you know, they were you know, D. Ware of course was like you got to get the pass rusher right. You got you got to get you know Chase <laughs> on. You got you know, and um, but. You know, I was saying let's let's you know look at these wide receivers. I was actually on when Jerry Judy was getting uh, picked. So you know, at that point, you know Kenlaw and Judy and and Lamb. It's like they're going to get somebody really good here. But but I I thought I think Rob said it best, Uh, especially when you think about what Jerry Jones loves. If you can get the sexy pick and the smart pick is the same one. Well, that's that's a no-brainer. That's all day long for Jerry Jones. So I thought that that's very well said because, um, you know, that's what you're always trying to do. You're trying to make a smart pick. But, you know, if you can sell jerseys, let's do that too. And so, you know, now I don't know exactly what number he's going to wear just yet. I don't know if that's been thrown out there. But uh, if he puts those two numbers together. Did Jerry say
1: he wanted him to wear 88? Did I hear that
3: correctly in the post-press It's It's a weird – Thing I I think Jerry had a college teammate at Arkansas that passed away. His name was Lamb. Jerry Lamb, maybe he wore 88 at Arkansas, and he wanted him to maybe honor him and wear 88. Oh, by the way, that happens to be the uh, number of the three (laughs) best wide receivers. You know, three of the best in the history of the of the team. Um, And we made a documentary about 88. So. That's pretty big if you want to throw him in there. I think he wants to wear number 10, but we'll see who wins that one. What
2: Was it? Was Dez pick number 17 in the first round as well? No. 24. 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. Add one seven to that. So, so is anybody <laughs> on this upset that they didn't go defense, or are we all on board with this pick, and we, we think that was the right thing considering the talent that, that fell to where they were at?
3: I'll say this, Shannon. If if AJ Terrell from Clemson would have been there, he was picked right before. Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting because I, from what I hear, their grades were very similar. And this is we're talking about a pretty big need at receiver and an extremely big need at corner. So at the end of the day, if it's close, I think Terrell might have been the pick. I don't think it was as close for Chase on, obviously, and so therefore, you know, they, they take um, a C.D. Lamb, but um, I just think you had to take the best guy there, and, and I don't have a problem with it, but it would have been interesting if a cornerback that they really liked would have been sitting there, because they, they might have had a different pick here. So yeah, do I, don't, I don't know, Nick.
4: Man, I, just, I, I see, I see it the other way, man. I, I know, knowing Jerry, he likes that big splash, right? Yeah. So Jerry, Jerry <laughs> wants to score some points, man. It's all about them Cowboys. So he wants to make sure that those guys are getting some TDs and that they, they're fulfilling uh, their obligations on that offense. And if you can score enough points, man, your defense just has to be so-so. Fair. So, yeah, this should
1: and, and put I... – Go ahead, Shannon. No, go ahead, Rob. Well, I. I'm with, I'm with these guys. I mean, I think they feel they filled a need, ultimately. I think if they had drafted a quarterback at 17 that was their sixth rated player, I think everybody would have scratched their heads because that guy can't come in and play for you. You know, because Dak's going to be – Dak's your starter. He's not signed right now. He's either going to play on the franchise tag, but most likely he's going to be on a long-term deal. Um, they, they got a starter last night, basically. I mean, when yeah. you look at the depth chart last year – you know, Randall Cobb was listed on their official depth chart as a starter because you know, you guys know when they're playing nickel and and eleven personnel a lot of the time, and so you know 66 percent of the time. So um, they got a starter, but th- it's it's the other way too. They need to they need to get a starter potentially on defense as well tonight, whether it's at the corner or pass rusher or both.
2: Yeah, I think the thing that once I have thought about it, I was hoping they would go defense, but I'm with you guys. The talent falls to you there. I think you have to take that guy, especially if they had a a sixth grade on this guy. He falls to 17. And then just to see what Mike McCarthy is going to be able to do with him, Kellen Moore, you know, from everything I've read about this guy, he can play slot, he can move outside. Just seeing how they're going to use him, how they're going to, you know, hopefully put him in motion, get him in some mismatches. He can go inside, outside, just seeing, you know, from an offensive standpoint, offensive scheme, how they use him, how they're going to, you know, how are they going to use Tony Pollard? How are they going to stretch defenses? Just with these weapons now that you have on offense, um, that's the most exciting thing to me is you've got possibly the best wide receiver core in the league now. You've got. You know, a top three, maybe top two, top one running back. You, you've got one of the best backup running backs in the league. we got Blake Jarwin now that's – I think his potential is – we haven't even seen what he can do because you've seen him on such a limited basis. I'm just super excited to see what they can do from an offensive standpoint now. And, you know, is is this going to be the type of thing where it's, hey, we're building – obviously, like you said, Rob, I think they got to go after defense – You know these next rounds of the draft, but is this gonna this season gonna be a situation where it's like, hey, catch us, we're gonna put up 35 every game, see if you can outscore us.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, that's probably what the plan is: is is try to uh, you know keep stacking up, you know, a great offense like this and finding mismatches. That's that's the key Uh, with with Jarwin and now with uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, you can see a lot of, you know, uh, personnel sets where, you know, you have the four wides, Jarwin's one of them, and then, oh, by the way, you have the best running back in the NFL, in my opinion, I guess, with, with Zeke, um, and so if you can spread them out and run Zeke, man, that's, de- that's definitely a dangerous uh, offense there.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that they're taking the approach of, of, of like a Kansas City, right? We see everybody saw what Kansas City did last year, and they're you know they're they're spreading it out. Everybody's touching the ball. Everybody who who's on the field can make a play. So as a defense, you are in no man's land, right? It, you, there's, there is no right decision. And I think that's the position that the Cowboys are in now on offense, having fulfilled all these. I mean, you have three wideouts that can all take it to the house. You have a tight end who's up and coming, who, who has that go juice as well. And then, like you mentioned, you just happen to have a guy at a number four and a number 21 in you know, in, in 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 the backfield that can tote the tote the rock and throw the rock, so they are a complete problem on offense. And then on defense, like I touched on talking Cowboys, their front seven is not bad their front seven is actually pretty doggone good. They need one or two more guys on that front seven, and they don't have to do that much in the secondary, right? That front seven is going to control and control the tempo of the game. We're in the NFC East. In the NFC East, they like to run the ball. So if they're taking time off the clock on that side of the ball and we're scoring fast, at the end of the day, Cowboys get the victories.
1: Yeah, and I, what Nick said a minute ago about, you know, taking a linebacker off the field because if you can spread them out, that's going to help Zeke a lot. Uh, but I'm with you, Isaiah. They, they've done some nice things on defense in the offseason. season. Uh, there, there's just, there are there are some question marks, obviously, not only with with Randy Gregory and Alvin Smith not reinstated yet. Assuming they can get if they can get reinstated, obviously, obviously that yeah. played football in a long time. So continue to you know up that, secondary, or, uh, that front, so Can't ever have enough. After. But but you know Jordan Lewis getting this year I think could be a good thing. Um, but you know, you're also looking past the season too. 2021, you know, most of your entire secondary could be up for free agency. So,
2: so what do we, Nick and Isaiah, jump in here? I've, you know, I know that CD is a good receiver. I know that you know, we got a, a heck of a value where we got him at. But what exactly? What kind of receiver is he? Is he a physical guy? Is he more of a finesse guy? I've heard people compare him to a. You know, a young DeAndre Hopkins. What, what kind of guy are we getting when we when we see this guy on the field this year?
3: I'll let the former receiver answer that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I, I like the kid because he he's he's rangy, right? And he's he's he has multiple options that, that, he can, that he can provide for you, right? He's, he's physical, right? We all know how he is once he gets the ball in his hands, right? His, his, his yak yardage is, is second to none, right? He's physical at the point of attack. He grabs the ball, he plucks the ball off the air, and then he's going to go make a play. I think his ability that because of his height, um, I think they'll put a little bit more weight on him, but not too much, right? But we're six one, six two across the across the receiving core. So our ability to be able to move guys in and out are absolutely, you know, they're they're endless. But I, I like the fact that he's going to create a matchup problem. You think about the people that are going to be covering him. It's going to be your your either your third best corner. Right, <laughs> or or your second your second safety, right? So the guys that are going to be matching up against him, they're not going to necessarily be uh, the most fulfilled guys that, that you know in terms of being able to handle him. Um, and then um, by the way, if you do focus too much attention on them, you have weapons at every other position. So I think it's a great pick. I like him. I like his ability, and I think he's going to do a great job for us.
3: This this Mick, pick
2: reminds I'm- me. Go ahead, Shannon. No, I was just I was going to talk a little bit about the draft, but go ahead, I want to hear your thoughts on
3: Well, I just want to say this reminds me a little bit of what Atlanta was trying to do a few years ago. They had Julio Jones, they had Muhammad Sanu, which I Consider would be similar to Cooper and Gallup at the time and then they picked Ridley uh, Because he was there and, and he was you know He could help them and they wanted to pair that with Devontae Freeman at running back and they had a really great offense But things can change quickly in this league. I don't believe that that Freeman or Sadu are even with the team right now So you know it, it, it changes, but it's still a very similar concept of you know You have a good tight end you've got three dynamic receivers and, and a back which i don't see anybody being as good as zeke so uh like we keep saying keep you know keep trying to, to stack on offense try to outscore everyone and, and hang on for dear life on defense
2: how how different rob this is i guess for you and nick normally this week right now yesterday tomorrow we we would all be in the building we would you know be running back and forth all over the building all kind of there together, and the weeks leading up to the draft, you're able to be in the building and, and talk to guys. We're able to talk to you know some of the scouting department, some of the, the the football ops guys, and we're able to kind of get a feel for what's going on, kind of what they're thinking, what direction they may be going in. And this year, obviously, circumstances are totally different. They weren't even in the same rooms, uh, conducting all their their meetings virtually, all their interviews virtually, and everything. Talk a little bit about how it was different this year for you guys covering the draft. I know we were, you know, on WebEx calls last night talking about, you know, our teams trying to work together to make sure we had everything going out. But just leading up to the draft, how how different was it? Were there things that were better? Were there things that were worse? Just what was your experience this year with the first round?
1: Well, you said it. I mean, logistically, we've got challenges just like the Cowboys front office does. Um, and you know we had our we had our video chats and then we had our 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 instant messaging chats like uh, there were a a couple different times i didn't know where to go to to communicate because we were trying to open up a lot of lines of communication with each other i'll tell you what for me it was a nice break just to get out of my own head with what's going on in the real world and being isolated just being back trying to communicate and, and covering something with you guys again was really, really cool. And I, I, I got the same feeling from Steven Jones when he talked about it in the, pre, uh, the post press conference last night. Like Everybody in the front office, the scouts, uh, the player personnel guys, the Joneses, have all just kind of embraced the situation they're in, and all 32 teams are in it. And he actually said a lot of what they've done in terms of their scheduling has benefited them. And maybe there's ways, when we get back to normal,
3: that they can still carry over some of the things they've done logistically the last few weeks. And, you know, I'll, I'll say on top of that, Shannon, I, I feel like communication has been pretty good. Uh, you know, we were able to still talk to some people this morning, got, got a decent idea what they might do today. We can talk about some of that later. Um, and then, of course, you know, you mentioned me being on the call with Jamie Foxx and DeMarcus Ware. And, you know, I, I get a chat that pops up that says, hey, I think it looks like it's going to be C.D. Lamb. And so Jamie Fox is like, "You think they'll take a receiver? That they won't take a receiver." And I'm like, "Well, Jamie, uh, they might <laughs> actually, you know." And so they were able to, you know, you know, it was it's just interesting to do that and and to to kind of still communicate with our team. So I it, we're doing I think we're doing the best we can. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah it's definitely
2: definitely been different. Um, and you know, I've read a couple of things today that the draft experience overall from a, a viewership standpoint was was better than it is when, you know, everybody's in one place and it, it's a big production because it was more real, it was more organic. Everybody I, I think, you know, if you're watching the draft, you kinda I think this was one of those events that we we haven't been able to see anything with sports for so long, that this kind of you know, almost like a galvanizing thing where everybody came together from their living rooms and you know you didn't feel like you you weren't part of it because the coaches were in their living rooms the owners were in their living rooms the gms were so you almost felt like you were you know right there beside them, going through this whole thing so i think it was it was definitely different but i think it was a cool kind of different and i i think just like steven said there's some things that that I think we learned as as a as a team as well that we'll we'll do different going forward. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all's y'all's feelings. Isaiah, from your standpoint, watching it on TV and everything, how did you? How was it different for you as a as a kind of a fan watching it?
4: Man, yeah, stepping back away from being a player and now seeing it from this perspective, I thought it was really cool. I thought as a, from a from a fan's perspective, seeing how human uh, a lot of these general managers, a lot of these coaches are. I think that is really going to make a connection between the fans and uh, you know in the front office and the fans and the players. I think that there's always this, this huge separation between uh, athletes and the fans, right? And I think that yesterday closed that gap. I really do. I think it really um, humanized everybody and really brought everybody closer to say, hey, look, yes, they have kids too. Yes, they're very much involved. Yes, they also interrupt. Yes, they also have dogs. Everybody doesn't have a mansion with a fire pit um, in the backyard. <laughs> Nor does everybody have a a, you know a two hundred and fifty million dollar yacht, but you know for the most part, uh, everybody was living pretty seemingly normal lives in their basements or in their offices or whatever. So I think that that um, alone is going to bring you know bring the fans even closer to the game. Yeah, Yeah. I would like to take our our first house
1: in Arizona if I
4: could. That
1: was that's a nice pad he's got out there in Arizona. Yeah, that was was a magazine cover.
2: let's take our uh, let's take our first break when we come back Isaiah I want to get um, kind of some feedback from you now he's been drafted what happens now the mentality and then just the physical stuff about having to to move to a big city and and integrate with a team and kind of what what those first few weeks are like coming into a new program coming in you know you were the big dog in a small pond now all of a sudden you're dropped in this huge pond and you're just a guy until you prove yourself so let's get into that let's get into uh what are they going to do the next two days what what direction do we think is it all defense from here on out there were some rumblings before the draft started that they may be interested in a quarterback somewhere down the road several you know several rounds in do we think that's a possibility Want to get y'all's thoughts on that When we come back from the SWC mortgage bedroom is where I'm broadcasting from in Frisco, Texas. (laughs) We'll be right back after we pay a few bills.
0: I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our. Our best vision solutions our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine for a limited time get the Essilor next gen offer where you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases restrictions apply find a participating eye care professional by visiting essilorusa.com. essalore see more do more
2: Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Your new apartment's
0: big. Such a great deal. Eh, uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway well i bet you don't even notice it after the. that's my neighbor angus a deal that's just okay is not okay get a great deal with america's best network come into an at&t store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for zero dollars down based on gws one score september 2019 this, 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 this is Hanging with the Talking Cowboys Break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app.
2: Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Bedroom live in Frisco, Texas. We are hanging with the Talking Cowboys Break. Shannon Gross, along with Rob Phillips, Nick Eatman, and Isaiah Stanbeck. We're going to talk draft and other things, but mainly draft. So Isaiah, I want to get your, uh, your feedback on what, is, what does life look like for CD Lamb the next couple of days, couple of weeks, and then heading into training camp?
4: Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, today he'll enjoy the moment. You know, obviously he'll do a ton of interviews. Um, he'll be all over the gamut in terms of that. But then tomorrow it gets back to normal. Uh, tomorrow, you know, you're, you're a rookie on campus again. You know, you have to get, you know, if you can, whatever, whenever they're able to send over the playbook, he'll dive directly into that, right? That'll be number one. He'll get into that. He'll get into the offseason, off-season program. Uh, they'll start analyzing his physical, his nutrition, his strength and conditioning program. They'll get him all schooled up there. But, I mean, in terms of him just as a player, you come in, you be humble it doesn't matter what what pick you were it doesn't matter that you're a first round guy you come in you understand that hey i'm now new on campus hey i have a role to fulfill i need to get into the locker room um you know let guys see my personality let guys see my work ethic and, and more than not you know let my work um you know speak for itself you know you never want those guys that come in and just do a bunch of wolf and a bunch of talking that that never goes over well even if they're able to back it up so come in be humble work your tail off Understand that you play a small role in the big picture, and I think you'll be you'll be will receive well from the rest of your teammates. You know, Isaiah,
3: I, 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 hold on, Channing. I think I think Isaiah. I think that makes perfect sense if he's allowed to do that. But what yeah. if it's a, what if it goes over his head? What if he's he's given the number eighty-eight? Which you know, then be humble. But we're going to compare you to three of the best receivers of all time. Remember, Dez was picked 24. Randy Gregory was picked 60, and they gave him 94. So it's not above them to do that. I, I think that all that sounds great, but I do wonder. You start, you give the guy number 88. All of a sudden, expectations change, and people are looking around. And so I wonder if, if he tries to have that approach, but maybe it's going to be you know something out of his
4: control. Yeah, I mean, even if they do it, they, they put it like this, Nick, everybody's always going to put pressure on you, right? You're a first-round pick. You have that pressure. And then, um, by the way, you're a first-round pick in Dallas, right? So you're going to have a ridiculous amount of pressure on you no matter what. Remember, you're coming in, you're going to have two $100 million guys. Well, is it three $100 million guys on the roster. You, he's still a small fish, fish in the pond. Right? So that's the great thing about coming into this environment from the pick that he has. Even if they do give him 88, you still have Cooper who just closed out a deal. You still have Zeke. You still have Dak that's about to get some big boy money. So in, in, in the grand scheme of things, he's not the superstar. And that is the greatest position that you could be in as a, as a high, high draft pick coming into a situation where you don't have to be the guy. So I think that he has nothing but time um, under him, and, and it's, it's the best situation that he could have possibly walked into.
1: Isaiah, you said something show a couple days ago I, I, I loved it you talked about how drafting players you got to have mentally tough guys guys that can handle it on the field and off the field and, and everything you hear about cd lamb he can do that one thing i noticed about demarco murray when he came in to dallas a few years ago he was all business and i think it, maybe it had to do with that ou program because that i mean they are like a pro team up there in terms of their visibility and expectations and maybe that's something that's going to serve him well coming into Dallas, because you you guys are right. I mean, it's a monster spotlight, and you've got to be able
3: to handle it. Hey, don't look now, but they picked up this offseason. They've signed Gerald McCoy, Wentz, Oklahoma, Blake Bell, Oklahoma, and now this guy, um, CD Lamb, and you know, I don't know if you looked at my mock draft, but um, I had Jalen Hurts in the fourth round, and I know he's (laughs) an Alabama and Oklahoma guy, uh, maybe give Cee land the quarterback that he's that he's played with this last year, but that's one thing I really though I, I do li- love about what he did uh, in his career. He had three different quarterbacks. Now two of them were yeah. picked number one overall and won the Heisman. But still, not a lot of continuity. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball; he's still yeah. productive. That's what's so great about DeAndre uh, Hopkins to me. Whoever the quarterback is, you know Michael Thomas is the same way. Just throw yeah. it out there and I'll catch it. Absolutely.
2: Nick, you brought it up. You brought up Jalen Hurts. What do we think for these these next two days of the draft? What What are you guys expecting? Are there any curveballs that we that we might see? Like,
3: yeah,
2: you brought up Jalen. Is if if they're looking if they draft a quarterback, does that mean they're not happy with Dak? Does that mean because this this team doesn't have a history of of drafting
3: quarterbacks as as flyers in the recent well, years? The reason why I think, I think that Jalen Hurts might be somebody they would be interested in, but probably in the fourth round, and he might go before that, but let's just say he's unlike another third or fourth round pick because you would have some packages for him. We know this is a copycat league, and so uh, what's happening in New Orleans? Taysom Hill, they're trying to groom him to be a, a quarterback. But in the meantime, let's figure out a place for you to go. And I think that's something that that if they drafted Jalen Hurts, that would be his role. Yeah, you're a quarterback, but let's don't just wear the ball cap. You're going to do some stuff here as you, as you develop. But I don't think it means anything to what they both feel like about Dak and sending messages and anything like that. I just think that they think he's a great athlete. And it wouldn't find a spot for him. I picked him in my mock draft in the fourth round. I bet he doesn't last that long. Rob, what do you think about that? I, I think he's a he's one of
1: a few guys that are gonna be available in the middle rounds at quarterback that you know started a lot of games in college, are winners, you know, from from Georgia's another guy, just throwing another guy out there. There's there's some quality, you know, maybe mid-round quarterbacks out there. I don't I don't know if they're going to go that route. I know they might like to because, you know, they talked in the pre-draft press conference about just trying to develop that quarterback room, and, you know, Cooper Rush is on a one-year deal and hasn't played a lot of football, and, and Mike McCarthy's an offensive guy, and, and he has a history of drafting quarterbacks even behind Aaron Rodgers. It might be something they'd like to do, uh, but they do have some other needs, and I, and I wonder if they need to get to those first. Yeah, but there could be value that presents itself uh, somewhere in the later rounds. I agree with Nick, it's got nothing to do with Dak Prescott at all. Dak's the guy and will be the guy for several more years.
2: What are some of those needs that where do you think they're going to go and anybody jump in here? Where do you think they're going to go tonight? They've got what two picks tonight. Do you think they're both defense or do you do you think they're just trying to build this, you know, we've heard this coaching staff on offense and defense say, "Hey, we're not going to try to make anybody Fit into a position that they don't fit into. We just want the most talented guys that we can get on the field and we'll figure out how to play them. Do you think it's a possibility they could go offense again with one of these two picks or do you think they have to go defense with both of these?
4: I think they have to go defense. I, I, I mean, I think I think that Jerry Jones has had his candy now. He's a, <laughs> he has all the candy. That, <laughs> I think he has all the candy that he needs right now. His sweet tooth is fulfilled. Um, at this point, now you address your needs, right? You were, you were, you were, you, were, you had a great opportunity to, for somebody out of talent like C.D. to drop into your lap at that position, and you literally solidified your offense. Your offense is good, right? You can always add depth, right? But your offense is perfectly fine now. You are Kansas City in Dallas. Perfect. All right, cool. That's out the way. You need defense. You need some guys that are versatile on that defense side of the ball. You need some guys that can play the edge. If I was over there picking and I was a general manager, even though I'm not, if I was, I would get somebody who can play, you know, that stand up end or as a, another great outside linebacker for you. So if you feel that, that those three linebackers, that those two linebackers that you already have, obviously Sean Lee's coming back, but you have, you got you, know, you got Jalen Smith and you got the doggone wolf in there. And if you can add another young, hungry guy that can fill some gaps, I think you are you got some range and those guys can run side to side, side line to sideline. So that more i'm thinking that they're going to go is either get a, a strong outside linebacker that's aggressive or get a stat up a stand up in isaiah do you watch college game day
3: yes i'll be luke lee corso with my pin not so fast <laughs> not so fast here <laughs> and uh how about how about this though addressing knees you're in the second round and you have a guy that you rated on your board who is a center. now You've got a journeyman veteran guy and, and Joe Looney who on a one-year deal. Yep. If you can solidify that position, and here's a guy that's going to play three to four, five years for you, like that to me is a need. I know that you're still stacking offense, but can Looney get the job done? Yes, but and maybe McGovern comes in. But what if you you've got a guy that's sitting there? I mean, they have a good track record of drafting centers like that with Frederick. You know, I, that's just an option. If there's one sitting there that that they like,
4: that is a need. I don't don't disagree with you, but I think the NFC in the position that they're in right now, if you look at all the other teams in our division, they are stacking up on offense. They are completely, everybody stacking up at receiver, Everybody's stacking up with all their weapons, ready to go out there and be lightning fast to be able to score touchdowns immediately. If you don't combat that with some talent on the defensive side of the ball, you can score all the points you want to. We're going to be sitting up here looking at 100-point games. You need to be able to stop them from scoring. So they have to, and I say have to, emphasize that, get some guys on the defensive side of the ball. Not to say that they don't, they have some great pieces, but why not solidify your front seven? If you solidify your front seven, like I said, your secondary doesn't have to be great, and your offense is already great. So let's just go out here, and just make sure that we can stop the dog on run and get some pressure on the <laughs> quarterback. And guess what? Life gets easier. Yeah. Uh, you think they're going S-
2: defense?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Isaiah. I mean, I think
1: it's I think it's time to, to try to address it. But I mean, look, they're if they're going to stick to what they did last night, they're going to go with who's the best on their board, uh, cool. with some regard to need, obviously, and. Um, there's there's going to be a lot, there's a lot of good prospects left on paper. I mean, a lot of guys that got first round buzz in all these mock drafts that are are still out there. And and Steven Jones that was on the fan earlier today and, and didn't didn't give the impression that they were inclined to try to move up to get somebody, um, you know, because they don't want to sacrifice future picks even in this draft. So uh, it's pretty you know Adam Schefter just tweeted that some executive in the NFL told him this might be the deepest second round in 25 years. So they got a shot. To get a baller, I mean, what whether front seven like Isaiah said, some, maybe somebody in the secondary, just somebody that can that can help and compete and maybe get some playing time, uh, and just and just add to some competition on defense because you know defensive side of the ball was not as consistent as the offensive side last year.
3: I, I was told, uh, guys, I was told today that the Cowboys have 25 players with second round grades uh, that are that are on the board right now, and, and they pick 18th. In this second round and uh, one of those players actually I say 24 one of them has a first-round grade so um, we'll see if you know if he lasts to him but still at picking 18 you really don't have to move up uh, you're gonna get a good football player there so that that's an encouraging uh, sign for the Cowboys now will it be on defense will it be a position of need uh, we'll see but I, I don't disagree with you guys I do think defense is where they need to go but if, if a center is staring you in the face, you know, let's not forget that you could be down the road next year and going, man, we, we got to get ourselves a center. So, yeah, um, yeah, but I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I would I would look at it. De- I think it's going to be a defensive end because there's five or six defensive ends that they like in the second round that are there. I, I think the one will be there for them.
4: Yeah, I think that I think the Cowboys have a great opportunity right now to think, think back to the old school Baltimore teams, right? Think back to old school Baltimore Ravens when they had all those dogs on the defense, right? And their front seven was just nasty. They had Saragusa, they had, and they had all those guys plugging up the gaps, right? Very similar to McCoy and the guys that we have right now, right? They're gonna be plugging up those A gaps, right? And what did it allow Ray Lewis to do? It allowed Ray Ray to be a beast, right? Ray Ray was able to run, he was able to fill gaps, he was able to play sideline to sideline, unintruder, right? Nobody was getting in his way. That is the system that that, that that McCarthy has already came in and really started implementing a little bit at a time, right? He started putting a couple of those key elements in there. And I think that they really have a great opportunity to fulfill that and play similar to that, or not you know, to my horn, when I was playing with the Giants, our front seven was nasty as well. We had a ton of D-linemen, right? And we caused we caused a bunch of issues for offensive linemen um, in, in the league. So I think that we have a great chance to, to make that happen. Yes, sir, Nick. Who's Ed Reed? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, that guy. Who plays yeah, Ed Reed yeah, in this one? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> we don't have an Ed Reed yet. But. Or Ray Lewis. I think <laughs> yeah. you're closer to
3: Ray Lewis. I hate saying that, but I think you're closer True. to Ray Lewis with those linebackers you have uh, than, that, but you don't really have an, an Ed Reed. You're, you're exactly right though. Yeah. It starts up front. You get guys up front let those guys fly around and, and make yeah. plays. And, and that's what I do love and I'll, and I'll throw this to Rob. We, I love the fact that the, the, they said all along this offseason, hey, we're not worried about scheme. We're going to get good football players. And that was evident in the first this first pick here. It's like we're getting a good football player regardless of scheme.
1: Oh, that's the best thing I heard this offseason was that they'll just find guys and then fit the scheme to it because I, there's a lot of times in the past regime that had a lot of success at times on defense, but, you know, oh, they, did, they didn't like this guy because he didn't he – didn't, you know, he's kind of a square peg in a round hole. That's That doesn't appear to be the case, you know, from a philosophy standpoint. And I think that's good. I think you, you, you're more moldable on defense and, and using the talent that you have that way.
2: All right, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to know if there's any, is there any concern with the secondary? We put a, a lot of emphasis on the, the front seven. Uh, you know, They beefed that up a little bit with, with Poe, uh, with McCoy in the off season. Hasn't been a lot of talk on this on this uh, this show about what are you going to do to replace Byron Jones? Are we good at safety? Are you comfortable with uh, with Woods back there? The departure of Jeff Heath. Um, why why do you guys think we're going defensive line instead of secondary, or should we go secondary? Want to get all those thoughts and more when we come back on Hanging with the Cowboys talking break or talking with the Cowboys and hanging with somebody we don't know. We're just here having fun and we'll be back in a few minutes after we pay some more bills. Since
4: 1865,
0: Stetson hats are American made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Eh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Dr. Pepper. So nice to treat you. This, this, this is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys Break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app.
2: We're back. SWBC Mortgage Bedroom in Frisco, Texas, Hangin' with Talking Cowboys Break, and we have a special treat for you. We got some awesome audio that we want to listen to right now.
0: With pick number 103, the Cowboys have selected from Washington quarterback Isaiah (laughs) Stanback. Yes. How
2: about that?
4: Does that bring back some memories? That's a throwback, man. I'm surprised I got that. Like, was that on cassette? <laughs> <laughs> what What
2: was going on? Walk us through that. Do you Do you still vividly remember that day? Exactly where you were, what you were
4: doing, and what was going on? Very much so. I think I woke up to a phone call from the Miami Dolphins waking me up at like 7 o'clock in the morning um, as I was in Seattle. And I just made my way downstairs, man. And, um, you know, I had some gifts that some uh, some companies had, had sent me outside my door. I was opening those. And then the draft came on. And sh- shortly after that, man, I got that phone call. My phone started ringing. And, it was it was a surreal moment because my, my grandfather had just passed and he was a Cowboys fan and um, we were sitting in the same room that, I, that he had passed in so it was it was pretty doggone emotional once I got the phone call from that guy Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. Hey guys, All right. if you if you got
3: if you look at you get a chance to go to YouTube, search the longest Hail Mary in college football history. It is the damnedest thing you've ever seen. I'm not I'm not joking. It is a 75-yard pass from the 25 to the end zone for a touchdown from stand back to – I don't know who you threw it to. I think it was before a half. But, yep. I mean, Hail Mary, 50, 55, 60 yards,
4: yeah. 75 yards in the air. No, they didn't give any credit for that either. I'm not in the history books for that. That's, that's some BS right there. Why <laughs> not? Why not? <laughs> I think because the, it's, it's all about the length of the play, the length of the play and not, it's not necessarily the length of the throw. So, I'm Oh, uh, where are you
3: – Oh, you went back to the twenty-five and then threw it. Yeah. Hey, I, I, Rob. I think Rob was with me in in San Antonio. Oh, I was going to bring we'll, that
2: up. Is this where he was on his knees?
3: Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, you'd no wait, I wait, you would say. Wait, you got to finish that. You can't cut it off there. <laughs> 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 Keep going.
2: No, I just remember. I remember either before, or after practice, I had just, I had just moved over from the merch side. Um, over to the the football media side and i think it was my first training camp um it might have been Tyron Smith's first year i think uh, it was rookie no. year and i and no. or second year or something and i i remember i remember it, i don't remember exactly what but i was there and i remember seeing out on the field there was a guy on his knees throwing footballs through the uprights and i think you were on the 30 or the 40 and just yeah. chunking them with nothing but your upper body strength, <laughs> and I was just like, "What is going on?" And it was like, "This guy's not even the quarterback; like he's he's a wide receiver." Is that the same
3: story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the story. I remember you, that. You got you definitely have a gun. And Isaiah, I'll say this: when when the Cowboys, I guess uh, you went to the Giants, or I don't remember exactly, but when the Patriots signed you and made you a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And people around the Cowboys and it was like, "Oh crap!" Because Bill <laughs> Belichick knows a lot of things, and he's gonna make this guy a quarterback. Why didn't we do this? You know, and like I, I guess I guess you weren't there for that long, but still, I always kind of thought maybe that they should have tried that. You know, just just for different packages and stuff.
4: Yeah, would ever talk fine, about man. that. Nah, not here, man. They do not want nothing to do with me at quarterback. I think that was right when Romo was was right, you know, getting about to get the big boy check. So I don't think they wanted anybody challenging his position. But it would have been nice, man. It was it was definitely a hard transition with everything I had going on, trying to play at a whole new position. But um, you know, it, things worked out the way they were supposed to. You know, I'll right. So, you Tony got
1: sure. paid that year. Tony got paid that same year, like yeah, yeah, October man. of 07, He got his first big boy contract. Yep. Yes, he did.
4: <laughs>
2: What's the furthest you've ever thrown a, a ball in the air?
1: 18
4: yards. <laughs> I think for myself, um, no no pads on, no pads on. I think I did 83, and with oh, with pads with pads on, I think it was <laughs> 78. So yeah, just just 78. Just 78. That's... Gosh. Hey hey uh,
3: guys, I, I'm not I'm not great at math, but. If I could throw in 18 yards, he picks up 83. We're in the end zone. We're good. We're good. I mean,
2: <laughs> we <we've> got this. <laughs> uh, what are, What are some names that 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 the fans can expect to uh, to hear call? What, who are some guys you think that the Cowboys? Rob, Nick, Isaiah. Any of y'all jump in? Who do y'all think that there's some interest in, either tonight or going into uh, going into Saturday?
3: Uh. I'll, I mean, I'll start. I, let's. Um, I think some defensive ends is what I said earlier. I'll, I'll throw some names out there. I know there's some other positions there, but uh, the defensive end. You know, I. You look at a couple of guys. You know, from the SEC, there's a guy uh, Taylor from Tennessee. There's a, a Zuniga from Florida. Uh, I guess can we get a Shannon Gross? It was this Gross Matos from. Um, <laughs> uh, Matos from, uh, from Penn State. State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those guys right there. I mean, that. Those are some names, especially those two, Taylor and Zuniga. They could be there uh, when the Cowboys pick. Either those are a couple of guys I would look at.
4: Oh, yeah, there's, uh, there's only one name that I have that I think might fall to the Cowboys, and I, I, as much as I want a defensive end, I think that they have an opportunity, like I said, to really lock in that linebacker core. And I think I think they, as much as it hurts me as a former Washington, uh, you know, Husky, to say, uh, you know, but but Troy Dye out of Oregon. I think Troy Dye, I think he, he's rangy, he's long, um, he, he's aggressive, and I think he really fits the mold that's going to fit in with, you know, Vander Esch and, and, and Jalen. So if they, can, if they have opportunity to lock that core in, I mean, those guys would be together forever.
1: Yeah, and in the secondary, you know, some of those those corners that were getting some first-round buzz, uh, Trevon Diggs is still out there, I believe, Christian Fulton, and and some of those top safeties. I've had a man crush on, on Grant Delpit for a long time. I don't know if the Cowboys would go that route um but there's there's guys on the back end that they're impactful players if they want to you know if they were to fall in that range that might be interesting for the cowboys to look at for sure but they got a well, ways we, to go they got they got to wait about 20 picks almost to get there huh
4: yeah
3: i don't know if we have the picture of our draft um guide that, that we put out but we the guys that did it were really excited about the fact that um that cd lamb was on the cover and and they're just really happy about it. But if Grant Delpit, who's also on the cover, if that guy gets picked, we we land two of our three guys on the cover from the Cowboys. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's going to be like the greatest thing ever. So I'm um, living right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you said it right. You know, Delpit, uh, Xavier McKinney. I think is I think is is one of the highest players they have still on their board. Um, you know, McKinney, Delpit. Um, I think I'm missing a, a, a safety or two. one, uh, Winfield. You know, Winfield, yeah, yeah. Winfield. Uh, the, those guys right there. I mean, they that would be really good if, if they could if they could get one of those defensive backs. I just think that they're going to be in good shape. I think somebody that they really like is going to be sitting there uh, at 18. Nick, you, I mean, I say 18. 51. 51 is the is the pick. It's just 18th pick tonight. Yeah, you're pretty. You've been
2: pretty good the last several years on. The later rounds in the draft, your your you know your sixth round and on, kind of people that are you know obscure names or something that you've been pretty good at hitting on one or two of those every every year. Is there a name on day three on Saturday that that you could see possibly interest in or or anyone you've heard or could be out there that they're looking at?
3: Uh, I mean. Yeah, we we did our, our mock draft, um, and and you know I, we put a few guys up there. Uh, I think there's a, a corner from Louisiana Tech, Snead. I think I think he's a guy uh, that they they like, and maybe maybe a, a, a safety from uh, Texas, Brandon Jones. But then a lot of those things change if you if you get some you know guys earlier. That's why it's kind of tough to 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 make those seven round mocks because you know you. I think they love Chase, uh, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame, third round, but not anymore. He's a receiver because they got C.D. Lamb, so that, that kind of mm-hmm. goes out the window. Yeah.
2: Well, is there any concern from any of you guys? You're you're really building up this front seven, you know, with these additions of Poe, McCoy. Uh, you got a really good, strong front seven. How do you feel about the back end of this defense with Byron Jones leaving, Jeff Heath leaving? Now you're leaving it in the hands of some guys that are really you know basically you know kind of unproven or still proving themselves in in Cheeto and Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown and then Xavier Woods like what are you guys how, what are your thoughts on the secondary and and how do they fix that or does it need to fix
4: it I don't, I'm not sure that it needs fixing I mean it definitely can can use an additional um, you know athlete but I think they, they have good athletes. I think they have guys that are very versatile, um, that, that can play multiple positions out there, um, that aren't necessarily designated to one side of the field. And I think that's all you can hope for, right? I mean, like I, like I touched on in previous shows, you have a heck of a coach at that position as well, right? Um, and, and Al Harris. and. Somebody who's experienced, somebody who is physical, uh, somebody who's going to, you know, be able to show them the show them the ropes from a player from a player's perspective. And again, you know, leaning back on what we've been talking about, that front seven allows for them the time to develop. It allows for them to be able to make mistakes and recover from them because they don't have to be perfect. So I think that you know, with the additions, you know, that, that they made that so far, um, that that they're, they're in good shape. They if they can grab one more guy um, to fit the you know a corner position. I think they'll be happy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I really, I think I got knocked off when I was talking about the corners. I, Jordan Lewis with more playing time, I, I want to see that. Uh, I really like the ha Clinton-Dick signing. I mean, I think he's he's a rangy guy that's, to me, he looks like more of a box safety when I watch him play, and, and he's played for McCarthy. I think that's, that's a solid signing. I think, you know, past 2020, you have to look at what your secondary is going to look like. I mean, that, there's guys that are up for contract, and you want to maybe protect yourself a little bit by bringing in a guy and bringing some competition. You know, when Mike Nolan came in and spoke to us first time as defensive coordinator, he's talking about, we need to, we need more takeaways. We need guys that can take the ball away. And if you can find a guy back there that can do that in this draft and add some competition to the group, I think that could be really good.
3: You know, guys, I don't want to get too far ahead. And this might be an example of getting, you know, a little bit ahead of the game, but, um, if we look at the, maybe the twenty thirty eight draft, but in eighteen years, I think I think my son Jacob has a chance to maybe be there, be a lineman or whatever. <laughs> he's watching right now, he, so I just want to say hi to him. Uh, hey, buddy! But but you know maybe oh, he's, you know, Rob, he's Zach Martin. He's Zach Martin yeah, one day. He is. <laughs> he, he's yeah. he's good, big, solid, and he's kind of thinning out a little bit. But he's watching right now. Just he's not eligible right now, but he might be in about I would say eighteen years. So, Put him on there. Him on yeah, seven. How about seventeen years. He's, he's going to come out early. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if the boy uh, goes to college, that would be great. That would that that would be that be great. He will though.
1: So. Oh, oh man. Bef- well,
2: bef- before we get out of here, are there any any parting words or anything? Any words of wisdom you guys have going forward for the next two days of
3: this draft? Defense, defense. Yeah. defense. No, I, defense. I just, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, I, I love what Isaiah said. I think that's the best, best way to say it. Jerry got his candy, you know. He, he got his candy, and now, you know, now, now you got to get your vegetables. Yeah. And so, um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, 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 think, I think defense would, would be great. But I mean, it's going to be hard to have a bad draft at this point. You get the sixth player on your board at number seventeen that you're already in the A-plus range right now in your draft, and we'll see how they finish it off. Yep, house money right now.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. All
2: right, fellas, well, this has been fun. Um, Nick, are we, any plans on doing another one of these before uh, before the end of the draft, or is this just a special occasion?
3: Well, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think so. We, we The thing about it Friday is that you, you have a little time, you have a little shelf life, problem about doing these on Saturday is that you know they, they're you know blowing and going before you you know it in the morning. So uh, yeah, this, this was this was fun, but you know, we'll definitely be talking on uh, next week. And uh, I know Isaiah and, and he's doing well over at, at Talkie Cowboys and uh, with with Rob and, and and Heckma and Kyle and, and that group. Kyle will have a lot of things to say, you know, um, and then uh, and, and you know and, and you said it you said it best too about. Uh, Jesse Hawley will have some things for your show and and Nate Newton on hanging with the boys. You know what? I I almost hope that they go offense again
2: because they have been screaming for the last three months, you got to go defense, you got to go defense. If they were to go offense back-to-back rounds, I, I think we, Me and Kurt, which we don't talk much on that show anyway Would probably not get a word in <laughs> Because they would be so pissed off About going offense two picks in a row So I'm excited to see what happens Just, to, just so we can talk about it on Monday So um, Rob and Nick, before we get out of here What are some, what are some things we can, uh, we can expect on DallasCowboys.com the, some, Obviously articles on every pick What are some other things that fans can look for As uh, the, the next two rounds come up?
3: Oh, uh, you know that, thats thats one thing. Like. I'm Not trying to dodge the question, but I've learned this a long time ago. You, you can't ever get ahead of things. You really, you can't get ahead of the draft, and, and and you never know. I mean, yeah, we'll have articles on all picks. We'll try to do a little bit more on CD Lamb. Um, see if we, you know, maybe can get him, get some interviews with him, and and, and some other guys. And uh, you know, his number is still out there. Like uh, they're still doing a little debating back and forth on what number he's going to wear. So hopefully that'll get uh, resolved. Uh, if it's eighty-eight, I think that that'll be interesting. But uh, you know, it's just. You know, the, it'll it'll just be um, there's things we don't even know about right now that, that that's going to happen. So I, I, I wish I had a better answer for you there.
1: No, just tune into the draft, draft to show fine. while you're reading. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Just,
2: yeah, tune yeah, into just the draft you can multitask. Show, you know what? Check the website every two minutes from now to the end of the draft. We could use the <laughs> there you go. We could use the clicks and you'll get some information. Yeah. So there you go. You'll yep, find right. out when the articles come right. out. when we do. So
4: yeah. Isaiah, go to the
2: site. Good. Good doing a show with you. Appreciate you joining well. us. Rob, good seeing you, brother. I'll, I'll see yes, you sir. soon, hopefully in person, before too much longer. Nick, it's a, always a pleasure, even though I talk to you about 10 times a day, even when we don't do these <laughs> things. I'm sure I'll be talking to you real soon. Uh, Matt Kent, yeah. Chris Beam, thanks for getting us on the air. William, thanks for putting us on the website. We will be back at some point. Appreciate you all joining us. Looking forward to the, uh, the draft tonight, the draft tomorrow, and – Go Cowboys! You've been listening to Hanging with the Talking Cowboys break.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!